1: Ladies and gentlemen, Roto-Grinders. Welcome back to the DFS Weekly Roundup, the Week 8 Roundup. My name is Alex Dunlap. Here as always with CJ Kaltenbach, the Siege DFS. Uh, I am the Editor-in-Chief at RosterWatch.com. I'm the host of RosterWatch on Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio, and the Roster Watch Podcast. Of course, you know the Siege from all of his work here on Grinders Live and at Roto-Grinders uh, Siege. Bunch to get to you this week, man. I can already tell you're on major tilt about this weather. <laughs> I mean, what? what are we even
2: going to talk about? Yeah, weather. I mean, we're going to talk about weather, 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 and more weather. Uh, we're, we're, we're I don't
1: know a really thing about the weather.
2: Right? Well, you should. But if you don't, then we should talk to you about why you, weather matters. Like, <laughs> the, the data, like, As soon as you get above 15 miles an hour in terms of wind, the passing offenses de- decrease dramatically. And so uh, we're going to have that in a bunch of spots this weekend, potentially. So yeah, it, it's something that you absolutely should be considering in your lineups this week.
1: No, no, I'm not saying I, I'm just, I'm saying I'm, I'm not a weatherman like Kevin Roth. I don't, I don't know what the weather is going to be or anything. It just seems like, me, we get in these spots where we worry about the weather and sometimes Sunday morning creeps around and it's not as big a deal. So I think we just need not kind of need to talk through the slate, you know, with what we think is going to happen. And then. Just let everybody know that, you know, uh, let's just get, I mean, what do you think it is? What is the, what is the the Mason Dixon find for win? It's
2: not one game. It's like the entire East coast. It's new England. It's, it's the Jets. It's Washington. It's Philadelphia. It's Tampa. Like there's this huge storm off the East coast. that's just bringing winds in everywhere. So it's not like it's like one or two games where you know, like, okay, we don't have to worry about it. Like we have nine games on the main slate, I think. Like nine, 10 games on the main slate. And like half of them have win concerns. So that's a big factor. All right. So before we get into it, and everybody knows what
1: we do here here on the show, on the weekly roundup, we're going to take six clips from all of the shows during the week, different podcasts in the Roto Grinders podcast feed, the different shows here on Grinders Live. We're going to play those takes for you guys. We're going to kind of review them, hash them out, go over them, and give our thoughts. But before we get into that, just, just like, see, what is your, is there one of these games you're most worried about? Is there any that, because we we're talking about it before the show, it seemed like, what was it, in New York there was... there. Like the, the highest possible sustained wins, was that it, or was it Philly the highest
2: possible sustained? Tampa, Tampa is the problem. Tampa, yeah, that 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 looks like that's going to be the problem source, and that's a very good game. That I and this is going to be a
1: great. It's going to be. There's a lot of great, possibly great plays in that game. It makes you think that. I wonder if we might see any ownership kind of go to maybe go to like Doug Martin or 5,400 or some of these running backs because, you know, you need all the salary help that you can get. People might get scared off because of the winds. Um, in, 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 in general, do you get scared off because of rain? I don't get scared off because of rain. It's, it's just nope. the winds I care it's about. Just the
2: winds. Um, now, downpours I will downgrade slightly, but no, it's, it's mostly just wind. But let's get to the first tank.
1: Here we go. Uh, first take here, and well, the reason I wanted to ask is—is is this first take does involve one of these games where there will be wind and rain? This one comes from uh, this one comes from the DFS OGS, which is a podcast with uh, Chris Prince, Beer, um, Notorious, and Head Shopper. comes out on Wednesdays on the Roto Grinders podcast feed. Uh, this is Beer talking about Chris, or, or, or I'm, I'm I'm sorry, this is Chris. Prince talking about Carson Wentz and whether or not he's going to be popular this week or whether he might be a contrarian option.
0: Wentz is interesting. Derek, you mentioned the FanDuel price. You know, he's, he's kind of down there, 7,900. I think that's going to make him super popular. But DraftKings, it's tight. Brady, 76. Dak, 73. Wentz, 72. Breeze, 7,000. As crazy as it sounds, I think Carson Wentz could be contrarian on DraftKings. You know, if people are going to pay 72 for Wentz, Why not go up and pay 400 more for Tom Brady? So what do you guys think of that? Will will he still have traction? Will he still have ownership coming off of that big
3: game? Derek? I think it'll depend on the value. I mean, there's not a lot of great value so far, so I think a lot of people will look to pay down a quarterback like they do on most weeks. And if that's the case, I think we could see, uh, you know, 15%, maybe less uh, on wins.
1: Chop, what do you think? Yeah, I think him and Brady will both – first of all, in in the NFL over there on DraftKings – Quarterback ownership is spread out so much unless there's like an obvious guy like like when uh, Deshaun Watson was super underpriced and had those big games in a row, people stopped, flocked on him one week. Otherwise, it's pretty spread out anyway. So a guy like Wentz and Brady being high priced are going to be contrarian anyway. So I think it's both great great options in tournaments.
0: All right. it just Wentz is, let's forward, six, seventh on FanDuel. So I think he stands out like a sore thumb over there. But DraftKings, tighter pricing, Prices are closer together. I think he's more of an interesting play over there uh, as far as tournaments go.
1: Okay, so that was Beer. Uh, He said that Wentz costs enough, I think he's 7,200, maybe 7,300, but somewhere right in there, just over 7K. He says he costs enough to where he's gonna be, he thinks he's gonna be under-owned. Head shopper talked there after him saying he's not as concerned says the quarterback ownership's always spread out on DraftKings. Just what what's your general thoughts on uh, Carson Wentz this week, Siege?
2: I think it'll be pretty popular, assuming the wind doesn't get out of control. It's a situation where I just won't play a guy who has been on a heater like that. His price is too too high. This is a San Francisco D that can give up tons of yards to the pass and the run. I think this is a good week for Philly to try to get their run game going. If they want to be a real contender, they're going to have to learn how to run the football. I think the 49ers give them a good opportunity to work on that game. I think you'll see a bunch of blunt. I think you'll see a bunch of small wood. Like, don't get me wrong, I think Wentz will throw a touchdown or two. I just don't see three or four being a probable outcome this week uh, in a a blowout game like this. So I get it. He's contrarian, but I I think there's other, some good other contrarian guys that cost less, uh, that are in better spots uh, that I want to be focused on this week.
1: Well, I mean, I love Wentz, but it's just, I love trying to. And it's it's going to depend on the weather. I love trying to pair him up with 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 Alshon on on DraftKings. I think this is I think this is the spot where if you're going to use Alshon, if he's going to go big, this is the week he's going to do it. I just I find myself having trouble paying up at quarterback this week, and I think that's probably Beer's point. You know, I think a lot of people are going to look be looking to pay down. Do you think everybody's going to be paying down to Andy Dalton?
2: I think that's going to be a place people want to go. Um... I I get the Andy Dalton thing. Like he feels safe. He feels like he's not going to ever just completely destroy you at this spot. I just I don't know. It's Andy Dalton. Like I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, guys. He, he, like I, I've heard buzz on John Ross this week now. It's just like, and all I know is that people want to play AJ Green, LaFell, Ross, and Bugeaud Mixon. Like there's not enough points for, to go around.
1: No, I mean I get it, but I, I think that I. I think that there's merit to wanting to play any of those guys. I, you know, Joe Mixon is one of the guys we're going to talk about here. So we'll we'll save that for later. But John Ross, they're saying that – I mean, John Ross is the nuclear – John Russian Ross is a He, huge is, sick. he is sick. He is sick. He's, he's sick. He's talented. That's
2: fine. But Marvin Lewis doesn't let rookies play. He doesn't so is, play. All
1: right. Well, then we're going to get to that whenever we talk about Joe Mixon. <laughs> because it's looking to me like Joe Mixon is going to be chalky and uh, Jamino's. Uh, latest ownership that uh, has him as, as, as being chalk and he's going to be a pay down guy. Um, but I, I think that, I think that as far as your Carson Wentz, uh, Siege and I are kind of in the same spot. You like him. He's probably going to throw some touchdowns. It's awfully, awfully hard to pay up if it's, if it's raining and the wind's blowing. And I kind of I get like, it. I like
2: some other games better. I think we're going to talk about one of them. If not, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. At the end. One,
1: one more question about Philly. Um, do you, I hear a lot of talk about LeGarrette
2: Blunt, but on a side like DraftKings, oh. where you get a point per reception. LeGarrette, it's Wendell Smallwood. Wendell Smallwood. Yeah. Like, they're going to get him involved. Like, they've got to get that running game figured out. But like, that's actually a pay down guy that I'm really just thinking about hopping on late. Like, and this feels like a really good Wendell Smallwood spot. I haven't
1: heard anybody talk about Wendell Smallwood. It just seems like when you hear the minus 13 point
2: spread, that just sounds like a LeGarrette Blunt script. But everyone and knows what Blunt can do. Like, this is it has Super Bowl aspirations. It's time to, like, start working on your whole team. Like, Patriots do this all the time. Like, they start working on things, like, even in games, that help them, like, in later in the season. Like, it, I mean, maybe Doug Peterson won't, but it feels like a really good opportunity to get Wendell Smallwood in the role that you're going to need him if you play a Seattle in the playoffs, like this is the time to get that stuff worked out. There are going to be a couple guys that, you know, you hear about if you listen to podcasts
1: or you read content about the DFS slate this week that are people who are touting as kind of pay down options. And you need those pay down options. Cause there's so many players who you want to pay up with pay up for. in such a tight pricing week, especially on DraftKings. Let's get to our next clip. This involves one of those guys. This comes from the football guys, uh, the football guys show that comes out on Thursdays. This is tip and pick talking about a value wide receiver that he's considering.
2: This game looks to be a shootout. they're going up against Dallas, and uh, you know Dallas is not necessarily uh, doesn't have a great secondary, and um, we know that Josh Doxson is is um, you know what we're seeing right now is Terrell Pryor's usage going down. Josh Doxson is finally getting healthy. They're, they're going to use him the way that they intended when they drafted him two years ago. Um, I think this is a good situation for him as well.
1: So All right, right. Siege. We talked about it off air. I think we're going to um, have our differing viewpoints about this. 3900 for, for Josh Doxson.
2: Your thoughts? I think this is a clear fit. Um, this is a game that opened at 51. We're now at 48. And some sports, sports are now even at 47 and a half. Um, This is the game that's going to be most affected by the wind. Uh, The wind's going to get worse as the day goes on. It's one of the two 4 p.m. games. Um, Doxon, when this total was at 51, made a lot of sense. He was 3,900. There's going to be like three or four touchdowns to go around, uh, projected. It made a little more sense. Now I feel like the people are locked into Josh Doxon as their value guy, and the situation has changed. Um, Now, you know, this is a very pass-heavy Washington attack. And if it's going to be very windy in this spot, which is what it looks like, Vegas is already moving this total way down um, Is response to this. Um, I, I think this is not the same spot that we thought it was going to be on Tuesday or even Wednesday when they, when these guys recorded. It. Like, I'm curious, like, if they were to do the show today, if they would still be, have as much love for Dachson as they do. Because I, I liked him earlier in the week, but you can't play guys that are home run deep threats, red zone threats, in situations like this, when they're going to be super popular, I, I, I just can't do it for me.
1: No, I just don't think the Dachson is only a home. I mean, do- Josh Dox is an epic like beast, dude. He's a, he's a, he's, a, he's, a possess- so he's a possession. He's a possession receiver plus.
2: I understand that he made me so much money at TCU in college football. Like he's I such a beast. Understand, he's a beast. But they have yet to unleash. He's getting he's getting eighty two percent of snaps. He's he's been unleashed. He's got eighty two percent last week. We don't know what that's what I'm saying. Eight last week. He's taking over know. the job. He's the sickest.
1: It's you don't know, you don't know that.
2: By the way, he hasn't actually performed on those snaps yet. By so, by the way. He's never had a double-digit DK point game in his career,
1: and he's chalk top uh, for one i don't think he, that he's chalk and he's top 15 he in the league chalk. he absolutely and, is chalk what is what is what does jimino have him as he's not gonna he's not gonna be chalk i've i've heard he's, very he's, i've heard very, like, very few people talk about he's, talk. Like
2: the, he's, he's projected at 15 right now and i'll take the over he's one of the highest guys ranked on roto grinder's premium content like everyone's been talking about him he's got five
1: because six. he's sick and he's playing a ton of snaps and, he, he's and he's sick if he's so good why hasn't he produced because he's be, well, because he's been coming off injury. They they the guy, they, has, the guy literally has a career high of three catches. They, they well, but here's he was hurt all last year and he's just now coming off.
2: He's he's just now coming off being you're not being kidding injured, no. and he's still he, super talented and he could go off in this spot. Yeah, if he was well owned, it's a different story. As a popular option this week, that's going to become more and more popular as people realize that there's no value. Like it's not the, this is not the same situation. They don't have a 26 total. They have a 22 total. Like they have one of the lowest totals on the slate now.
1: And they can't Then they can't run the football traditionally like in football any way. <laughs> they can dump it off to Chris Thompson as an extension of their run.
2: It works Rob Kelly's
1: play. horrible. Somaje ron has been terrible. For, for
2: me they're going the to have to I, I would take either Buffalo guy over Josh Dobson in this spot.
1: Either <laughs> either,
2: either Buffalo guy. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I Deontay love- Thompson. Uh, yeah, I love him. This week. love him. <laughs> can, we, can we can we lock in a bet right now, Deontay yes. Thompson versus?
1: Josh yes. Thompson yes, 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 yes. That'll be our bet. Book. <laughs> we're gonna touch Josh Doxon versus that
2: idiot. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, Thompson, yes. oh so get nice. the
1: get the money in my
2: pocket. <laughs> You're still down like three or four units. You say this every week and then you lose. <laughs> You okay. said that Sunday night and go, I can't believe I lost yet again. No, I didn't You're lose. Like I won. Pe- You're like the guy who takes the square. I didn't
1: lose last week. I won. It was What's Kyle mean, Rudolph I mean, versus, 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 versus Kittle. But,
2: oh, All right. Oh,
1: Kittle, God, um, God, but I mean. yeah, but let me just say one more thing about Doxon. You get a bunch of built in, you get a bunch of built in touchdown equity, top 15 in the league and end zone and goal line targets per game. Even as a player he's not seems- even the
2: top red zone target on his own team.
1: Yes. Yes, he is. No, he's
2: not. He's not the top no, end not. zone.
1: The top end no, zone not. target on 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 his team. No, absolutely. he's not. You think he's not good? Can we do another I,
2: one? I'll take Jordan I, Reed red zone targets over Daxon.
1: No, no, no. I said end zone targets.
2: End zone targets. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I chart him. Every, I I chart I'm him true, myself every Jordan
2: single Reed's week. He's healthy, and he just absolutely matched last week, and his and his car I, he obliterates the Cowboys. Let, every
1: let me try. see. Jordan Reed goal line and end zone targets.
2: He's been so hurt
1: this season.
2: He's got three in his last two games. He's finally healthy.
1: Yeah, um, I'll, get, I'll I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up here in a minute. I'm Jordan having trouble Reed's finding my He's my. forty-seven
2: hundred this week. Like, give me Jordan Reed. He's eight hundred more than Doxon. That's obscene. Jordan Reed's a beast. Yeah, but thirty-nine hundred, man. Oh no, no, no. Hey, to. It's only eight hundred more.
1: Right. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not going to say that I'm so, as sure that Jordan Reed. Will be, you know, not a much better play than Josh Jackson I'm just sure he's going to be a much better play than De- Deontay Thompson. Deontay Thompson is ham this week. Well, we'll, Can well,
2: we come back to this at the end of the show? Because I love well, this. Yeah, place. I mean,
1: we'll do. Do you want to just talk about Deontay Thompson now, or do you want to talk about it later after we get I want to the talk place? about
2: that whole Oakland Buffalo game in kind of like a spot. So, what's okay. the good for the athletes? Well,
1: move I, mean, I mean, that's a good segue because uh, this, this next clip we have uh, this is Evan Silva from the Roto World DFS Pick 6. Uh, actually talking about a wide receiver from that Oakland game
0: rather than just looking at at players from like ooh they get it done or ooh they don't get it done you have to kind of realize what kind of players these players are and I mean you know no one really talks about this more than you Reeves um, and Amari Cooper is a very volatile player and he has been that throughout his career and in large part I think that that is due to and we all have our different theories but I think that in large part that is due to the way that he has been utilized. He's been utilized as like a strict X receiver who does not, he will, he runs down the sideline, doesn't get a lot of slot snaps. You know, they don't really create, manufacture, easy catches for him. He runs really difficult routes and defenses attack him with their top cornerbacks. So that makes life very difficult Mm -hmm. on Amari Cooper. And, for that reason, he has been a, a boom-bust player, a great best ball play, uh, you know, and he someone that frustrates you in, in redraft or in daily fantasy, and, you know, he can have a great matchup, and sometimes it just won't happen. Um, so when, when you, like, get familiar with the, the types of players that these players are, you can be a lot more comfortable you know, being able to look back at them and be like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, why did, why did that not happen in that scenario? Or, or, oh, wow, you know, they moved him into the slot last week and he caught six of his 11 pass it, uh, receptions in the slot. And if they keep doing that, guess what? He's going to draw Leonard Johnson, who's played for, you know, 11 different NFL teams in six seasons. And Amari Cooper, it's going to happen for Amari Cooper again. And uh, multiple people this week have noted that the Raiders offense, and I think you were even on this uh, at at sometimes last year, uh, that the Raiders offense does not have any slowdown in 1 p.m. Eastern time games uh, across the country. Uh, They actually have very high scoring history with Derek Carter quarterback in 1 p.m. Eastern time games across the country. And this Raiders, this Bill's defense, I think is, Really not something that we should fear, especially in Amari Cooper's case. They got ripped by A.J. Green. They got ripped by Mike Evans. Um, They are going to be likely missing E.J. Gaines and Jordan Poyer, two of their four starters in the secondary. Uh, So it it should, again, we are familiar with what kind of player Amari Cooper is throughout his career. He's not reliable. You, You can't say that he's reliable but you can say that he has monster week potential. And this is a a week where it sets up nicely for him to deliver on that monster week potential.
1: Okay, so that was Evan Silva in the um, Roto World DFS Pick 6 show that comes out on Thursdays with uh, Evan Silva, Eric Crane, and Lord Reeves. And he says that... Cooper's volatile and the Cooper gets attacked with team's best cornerback. So he's boom bust. But Silva says you can go back to him in week eight. Uh, Siege, yeah, your have thoughts on Amari Cooper this week as the Oakland Raiders
2: go to Buffalo? I mean, I love this game for the passing attacks. I'll start there. As I mentioned in the last segment, I'm very high on Deontay Thompson, Jordan Matthews, Tyrod Taylor. I'm very high on that passing attack. Um, I think this is uh, the Raiders are without both corners, without Carl Joseph, um, they're, they're really, and they weren't even that good in the secondary to begin with. Um, this is one of the few games that doesn't have major win concerns. And uh, I really like the, the play action deep ball because I think McCoy will be good enough to set that up. Um, on the other side, I think that sets up the Raiders to have to throw the football as well. Look, Cooper had a big week. There's no doubt about it. As, but until Cooper can prove to me that he can be a consistent red zone inside the 30s type guy and actually catch the ball and be reliable, I'm going to be overweight on Michael Crabtree every week because I know that that guy will catch his red zone targets. And I, I just don't have that faith in level of Cooper. I know, I think Cooper will be slightly higher owned based off the forty seven he put up last week. And like, if, if they were the same price and the same ownership, I would take Crabtree and Cooper is going to be the, the higher owned guy. So for me, it's no doubt Crabtree. I will have Cooper. Um, this is probably the first week all season. I will roster any Amari Cooper. Um, and it's simply due to my love of that game. I can't just fade like the a, a, a legit option from a game. I love.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it just feels like everybody's going to be ch- – like you said, it feels like everybody's going to be chasing Amari Cooper. That outburst was absolutely outrageous. But I will say, man, one thing Silva said that kind of – he mentioned Leonard Johnson. And Leonard Johnson runs like he has oatmeal in his pants. He's literally – I mean, I remember him from the Senior Bowl his year. He he was getting burned all the time. I couldn't believe that he was even drafted by the Tampa Bay Bucks. He literally runs a four seven one. 7 one So if, if Cooper goes into the slot – He's going to burn this idiot. Uh, If he's not in the slot, if you PFF, I think has PFF has him going against. uh, Yeah. Sharice Wright, who is giving out per PFF 0.41 fantasy points per route run, which is absolutely outrageous. That looks like the fourth best individual, uh, wide receiver cornerback matchup that you can have AJ green burn. These guys, Mike Evans, burn these guys. And here's the other thing. I like. I'm like. Well, no. E. Anything Gaines.
2: else? EJ Gaines is the whole defense. Without EJ Gaines, that defense is so beatable. Yeah, and well, and on top of everything else, I'm like, man, I can't get on Amari Cooper.
1: You know, I can't do it. I'm looking for reasons not to. And then I even look back, and I'm like, all right, well, the Raiders are traveling east for a 1 p.m. game, right? And I, but I look. I look back, man. it's since Derek Carr's second season if you they've been good traveling east for 1 pm games they,
2: like well, they, they score, they, they, they're they're good, they're good for dfs like they play that saints game where they didn't show up for the first half and then he threw for 300 yards like they throw yeah. a ton on those 1 pm eastern games they just yeah. throw and
1: throw We're, I mean, the number of points, like at, at these are 1 p.m. Eastern games since, since, since Derek Carr, or since 2015. Derek Carr. Um, at Cleveland, the, the Raiders scored 27. At Pittsburgh, the Raiders scored 35. At New Orleans, as you just mentioned, the Raiders scored 35. At Baltimore, the Raiders scored 28. At Jacksonville, the Raiders scored 33. And at Tampa Bay, the Raiders scored 30. So um, it's, all, it's
2: all through the air, too. Like if you were to have the passing yards, it'd be like 300 this, 300 that. It would just be all through the air. I just – this game sets up for a shootout. It's one of the few games where the total has been rising all week, and I think it's going to rise even more on Sunday morning. I, hey, I, I love this spot. I really do.
1: Any interest in any in either of these puny little pipsqueak Raiders runners,
2: DeAndre Washington
1: or Jalen Richard?
2: I wish that they would tell me one was going to get a 70%, like a 70-30 split. I well, you're not going to get that. <laughs> I, I probably would have rostered one in, in some game stacks at that point, but it's realistic. Like – I I know DeAndre Washington's the better player, but my gut says Jalen Rashard's going to end up with 70% of the workload and I'm going to regret not having any, but I just can't pull that trigger.
1: Jalen Rashard, I've noticed, has the better touchdown prop, but I have about, it looks like I have about 60 early props in from a few of our offshore sources for our pro members at rosterwatch.com. And DeAndre Washington sure is coming up as a big value. Currently, out of the 60 props, I have up the fourth best on the board at 4,100. Buffalo's not that good a matchup, but – he has a receptions prop of 3.5 and a rushing plus receiving yards prop of 55.5 with plus 200 touchdown odds. So that's projected scoring at about 11.05 points on DK at 4,100. That's 2.7 X value based on that prop. Pretty good value this weekend, a week where we're starved for it. But I think I'm, I'm like Siege. I don't. Um, it's, just, it's just it's really hard for me to get on board with either of these guys. I think they're going to be getting it through the air. That's what makes me just a little bit worried. I think I'm like Siege, though. I'm going to stick on the side of uh, I'm going to stick on the side of Michael Crabtree. I think Jared, Jared
2: Cook too is an interesting good training option. He's getting a huge target share and he's got some massive positive regression.
1: Jared, Jared Jared Cook always in play for me. If you've been uh, if you've been watching this show, see siege, siege, first, siege first, as well.
2: First week, the first week I'm, I've, I've even considered rostering Jared Cook, but I think it's oh, no. I
1: thought I thought you and I were both on. him. No, I'm
2: not you, a good guy. Both 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 on him last week. Right. No, I'm not um, a good guy, but I like his spot this week.
1: Let's get to the next take. Uh, this one's not on the main slate. This is actually on the on the Monday night slate, but I thought it was really interesting because um Scott Barrett said that this guy, this this wide receiver who completely crapped himself last week, is this week's play of the week. Uh who was the other guy?
3: You got uh Demarius Thomas. You want to keep this one on oh, here? At all? Man, yeah. So I love this. Um, he's coming off a brutal matchup in shadow coverage against Casey Hayward. who's easily been one of the best shadow cornerbacks in the league over the past few seasons. Um, So coming off of this down week, maybe we'll see him at low ownership this season. Kansas city is allowing the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers who line up to their quarterback left after allowing the second most to those wide receivers last season. Thomas meanwhile has run 105 routes or 50% from his quarterbacks left that ranks 12th most among all wide receivers this season. Uh, basically, from a cornerback perspe- perspective, I'm just talking about the side of the field, that means about 50% of his routes versus Terrence Mitchell. Uh, but it's more, like, more likely than not that Denver actually has him run even more routes from that side of the field to stay away from Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. So let me just tell you a little bit about Terrence Mitchell. He's been targeted 65 times, he's given up 597 yards, and five touchdowns. Among all non-Antonio Brown wide receivers, that would be first in targets, first in yards, fourth in touchdowns. So Sanders should be out again, meaning more volume. He's the 23rd highest-priced wide receiver on DraftKings, but ranks ninth in expected fantasy points the last two weeks with Sanders missing time. Uh, hopefully, lower ownership than not. Haven't heard too many people talk about, but I think he's far and away the shock of the week.
1: All right, and sees that's that's our boy Scott Barrett from PFF. He loves Demarius Thomas this week. We told everybody last week. Um, you know, I asked you, you know, what about this Demarius Thomas talk? He's going to be getting all the volume. You said it's a complete uh, fade. I completely agreed. That was uh, you know completely right on. But this week. You feel any different going against uh, – I mean, it looks like he's probably going to go against Terrence Mitchell, and Terrence Mitchell certainly can cure, cure what ails you.
2: My problem is that uh, it's Arrowhead on a Monday night. I will not play opposing players in Arrowhead on a Monday night. Whoa. I won't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been stupid enough to do that too many times. And you know what happens every time? The Chiefs come out there and they put a, a can of whoop-ass on you. And, and Trevor Simeon's not even that good, let alone, like, on a Monday night in Arrowhead. No chance.
1: Only once in Demarius Thomas's career, just that's so that's dating back to, I guess, 20, 2010. Uh, so has he not either gotten to 100 yards or a touchdown in, in KC? Now, granted, that one time was last year, and only as he had complete, uh, tr- real complete trash quarterback play outside of the, you know, I guess you could call it, you know, I guess he had fairly trashy quarterback play whenever Tebow was there, but you know, this has certainly been one of the rougher stretches of quarterback play he's had. So maybe you know that that goes to say something. Any any, I know probably people are more interested in, 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 in the main slate. But if you're playing on the Thursday through Monday, are you interested in a Kareem hunt in this game? Any kind of uh, any of these guys? Do you have any interest in any players on, on either side? If you're not going to be uh, not going to be going to the to the Denver skill
2: players in Arrowhead. I, I, Hunt's fine. I just – after watching Melvin Gordon last week and believing that was just simply the Denver D and not anything to, to do with Melvin Gordon's health, I watched that game over. Melvin Gordon looks fine. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Melvin Gordon, I'm sure, at some point. I, I, I just um, – I'm just not going to attack running backs against Denver if I don't have to at this point.
1: If, it, if I give you an over-under on eight-and-a-half targets for Demarius Thomas, what would you take? Uh, targets? Targets. Targets. Probably a slight under, but it's probably close. Okay, uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Speaking of a target, uh, target monster, somebody who's going to be a target monster. And this is one I definitely want to talk to Siege about because there's just a lot of there's just a lot that has to do with this. This this comes from the cast, which is just an awesome show, man. You guys, I'm sure everybody watches it if you're watching this or listening to this. But it comes on on Fridays. On Roto Grinders, you can listen back if you're a premium uh, subscriber with with uh, incentives on 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 any of the sites. Uh, this one comes from Mr. Tuttle, and he's talking about whether or not this wide receiver, who's going to be chalk, uh, whether or not he is a must play.
2: AJ Green, a must play, even with the high price tag. Uh, Tuttle, I'll let uh, Mr.
1: Game Theory talk about this. one. Yeah,
3: we need we need Tuttle takes for wide receiver this week.
2: I mean, I don't like saying must play for anything, uh, but he's considering how weak the running back position is and that you're really only probably paying up for McCoy, I think you'll have the money to spend on green if you want to. Um, and I, th- I think he's worthy of spending money on. He's not a must play, but he's a, he's a very, very good play. Um, his price takes real nice on, on FanDuel too. Uh, he he might be closer to a must play there than on DraftKings. Um and on, on FanDuel, like I said earlier, you can kind of jam in both uh, both Antonio Brown and AJ Green uh, for their main slate. If you're, if you want to run Ingram in a, in a cheaper running back.
1: Okay. So that was Mr. Tuttle from the Swolecast. Um Really sharp, really a sharp guy and a good player. Um, he's saying that considering how weak the running back position is, you probably have to spend up on AJ Green, but he said, not a must play, but a very, very good play. Before I g- ask you about AJ Green seats, let me, like, like, we, like I said, like Tuttle's a sharp guy. So I like to listen to what he says. And whenever he says that the running back position is weak, that makes me perk my e- ears up just as an overall s- um, slate view kind of deal. Do you think the running back position is weak?
2: I think it's horrifically weak. What, is, what does that mean? I think there's like six or seven viable options in the entire player pool this week. Because there's no good value? There's no good value. There's no good – oh, my God, what a catch. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, wow. That's going to be on SportsCenter. <laughs> the um, look on your face said it all. <laughs> uh, sick. Um, mm-hmm. I Yeah, Notre Dame-NC State game. If anyone's curious, again, uh, I got him over here. Um, was it EQ St. Brown? No, it was actually an NC State guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice blitz pickup too. Um, I, I just this is a situation where I I like AJ Green a fair amount, but like heading back to running backs for a bit. It's just like I think there's like six or seven guys in my player pool right now, and I'm looking at expanding it to two more, and they're very fringy. They're so fringy, but I I just can't like I I'm with them. I I think it's a very weak running back core. The problem is that they're all expensive.
1: Yes, well that's what I mean. It's like. He says it's so weak that you're going to be able to pay up, but it seems like since it is weak, I can't pay down. How am I going to be? I mean, able to you pay can't up pay down. You just
2: have to embrace some variance. You have to embrace some variance, whether it be Deion Lewis or whether it be Wendell Smallwood or Joe Mixon. Like you have to embrace some variance with the guys that are cheap. Um, or if you just if you play two tight ends, you can make some. Sa- There's a lot of ways to find salary cap and make things work. I think I like Mike Evans more than AJ Green this week. I understand that Vontae Davis has not been like the Vontae Davis that we were like, you were just wouldn't touch for years, but he's also not a scrub. It's not like Vontae Davis is terrible now. And like LaFell and Croft and Mixon, and I just, I wonder if there's just too many guys for AJ Green to have that 10 reception, 180 and two touchdown game. It's possible. I understand it. I just, I think I would rather take Mike Evans, who I know is just a beast, and if they get their the red zone, we'll get all the looks.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, now that you bring it – like, that was what I was going to bring up is just these Cincinnati guys, and I'm looking – I mean, I know we talk about it. Like, how I talk about my process involves um, – you know, the last thing I always like to do is, is look at these props. That's why I get the 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 DraftKings flex values based on Vegas player props up for my uh, pro subscribers over at Rosterwatch and try and get them up as early as I can from some of the different uh, – You know, books that send them to us, and three. I like. I said I have sixty up so far from I believe the either the seven or the eight first games, and of the top seven values, three of them are Cincinnati Bengals. The number one value on the whole board has come in so far is Tyler Croft, and it's not like he has a monster prop. But at only 3K facing Indy, who our proprietary algorithm at Roster Watch says is the number three matchup on this week for tight ends. Only 3K, three and a half receptions for 36.5 yards, and a plus 225 touchdown, uh, plus pl- a plus 225 touchdown odds. That's projected scoring at, at exactly nine, which is exactly three X value. You have Joe Mixon, who is sixth on the list at only 4700, uh, facing the second best running back matchup of the week. 62.5 rushing yards, two receptions, 15.5 yards with pretty good plus 125 touchdown odds, uh, 12.47 uh, points through the transformation. That's 2.65x value on that prop. And then I just can't, I could not believe that AJ Green was number seven with this high salary because generally guys who are, that project as this high of values based on their props aren't guys who are like the highest priced guy on the slate. You know, that's just, that isn't how it works. It's usually these Dinky 3K, 3.5K guys. But at 8,600, man, A.J. Green's got a – his early prop is massive. 6.5 receptions for 98.5 yards with a minus 135 touchdown prop. If you bake in a three-point bonus for him there for that 100 yards receiving, uh, 22.8 projected scoring, 2.65X. x So I mean, it's good. I mean,
2: it's good. I, I'm not like, – A.J. Green's fine. But, like, if if you play A.J. Green, then you like, – either you're playing Joe Mixon and A.J. Green and you're limiting your own ceiling – before you even start yeah what you can do just you're basically then saying ross lafell and croft can't get a touchdown it's just i don't know if i really want to be on that on that side of the aisle so again like it really just depends on what i do at running back um right now i want to be overweight on Mixon, but you know it's just i I like evans a lot this week I, i like some other guys like crabtree we've talked about i just I really don't know if A.J. Green's... I, I'm, I'll probably be overweight on the field on A.J. Green, but it won't be like this massive stand for me.
1: Are you worried about Joe Mixon, that Marvin Lewis is a huge donk?
2: He doesn't like to play rookie snaps. Am I worried? Yes. Do I have an option this week? No. Like, what's my option? I play heavy Dion Lewis or small one that could literally put up like one? What about Matt Forte? Oh, stop it. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, he's got a nice prop himself, but Matt yeah. Matt Forte,
2: stop! He sucks. Yeah. We're not talking about Matt Forte. <laughs> on I'm putting down the hammer. No.
1: Just saying. We already All did right.
2: that once this year. We're done. We're at our Matt Forte quota. Did
1: Did we talk about Forte?
2: We I, did. I, it was our very first show, and I thought it was our very last show. Where- <laughs> Sorry, man. I didn't mean to bring up
1: Matt Forte twice. Uh, that, that, that's definitely for sure. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's get that Matt Forte taste out of our mouth and um, get on to the next play, which is a play that I really love. I'll be interested to hear what Siege says. We said it last week, when Warren Sharp comes on the, the uh, Sharp DFS analysis show with Chris Jamino and Chris Raybon. And he breaks out all of his charts and he shows you all the different stuff about run this way and run this way. And this is the strength of schedule. And this is what they do in the first half. And he he goes on for six or seven minutes about a play is something that's going to perk my ears up, especially if it's one that I've kind of been thinking about all week long. It it, it happened last week with Zeke Elliott. It got me on 100% Zeke Elliott across all my cash games and all my tournaments. Uh, Not Quite as comfortable with with this play, but uh, let's hear which running back that Warren Sharp likes this week. That's a little bit more contrarian.
4: Look, Jordan Howard, he has had a tremendous season in terms of what his production is and what his performance is. But obviously, it's kind of like a tale of two seasons. You got with Trubisky, and you've got with Glennon, and with Trubisky, this team has had to resort to a lot more gimmicks and uh, fewer pass attempts from the quarterback position, and you know. Quite frankly, it's it's become like the laughing stock of the league between um, a lot of the analysts out there. It's like, well, what the hell are these guys going to do next? This is such a joke. This is like Tim Tebow's offense, and John Fox was there too. And um, so it's it's a lot of a lot of fun in a lot of games. But here's the thing. Um, you know, I like to take it always at times. So I guess I contradict myself, but many times I take a, a um, contrarian perspective when I'm looking at games, because that's where you're going to find value. You're not going to find value going with the herd. I think the Bears are going to be able to run the ball against this, 40, uh, against this New Orleans Saints defense. And here's what. If you look at their strength of schedule, they played the Packers last week. You almost have to throw that game out of the window. The Packers went totally run heavy because they never go run heavy. They have a new quarterback. They, who, they don't have Aaron Rodgers in there. So they're trying to run the ball a ton. Which is a strategy they're not used to doing, and the Saints were able to play to that and limit this offense to a great extent. But that game was pretty close throughout. That was a that was a competitive game throughout, um, and the Saints did get the cover ultimately at the very end. But the Packers were playing like a lot of people expected them to play, which is hard, tough-nosed football, and uh, you know, nearly pulling out the outright upset. But apart from that, who of the uh, Saints played defensively? terms of running offenses they played the lions who, who are not very good at running the football whatsoever got to such a massive hole that they couldn't really run the football the uh miami dolphins over in london we just seen the miami dolphins are also not good at running the football carolina i don't know what the hell's happened to carolina this is my next investigatory piece to do is what's going on with carolina's rushing offense i know khalil's not there but this team is cannot run the football to save their life this year so they played them that's who they played the last four weeks, teams that cannot run the football. And the two teams they played to start the season, when they did play Dalvin Cook, they lost that game outright 29-19. to When they did play Tom Brady and the Patriots running offense, they lost that game outright 36-20. to I'm not actually suggesting that the Bears go in there and win the game outright, but I do think we've got a great spot for Jordan Howard to run the football effectively. If you look at the Saints' defensive numbers, yes, They are number six against the pass, but they're they're the fourth worst team against the run, and they've only played a much below average schedule of run offenses. I think it's a great opportunity to use a lot of formations, diversity in scheme, and for the Chicago Bears to run the football a ton against the Saints defense. I think even if they start trailing, they're going to run the ball. They're going to keep at the run game, regardless of the score in this game, because they know that that's their best success in terms of moving the ball down the field. They're going to pass the ball off of that. And, and I do think that Trubisky going to attempt more passes than he did last week. And guess what? Some of these are probably going to be successful. Like he's not going to be the worst quarterback in the world, but I think they're going to run the football a lot more here. And that's why I think when nobody wants to play a large road underdog um, in a spot against the saints, we, nobody's going to want to start a running back in that situation this is the time that you want to start this guy. And I think he could have some success.
1: All right, guys, I'm telling you, whenever you got to watch the sharp DFS analysis here on Grinders Live, it comes out on uh, Friday nights. Uh, it's, it's available for listening on demand in the podcast here, here on Grinders Live. Honestly,
2: Alex, if they don't know that by this point, I'm done. Like if hey, they yeah. haven't watched the show, I, <laughs> okay. like it's their own fault. We've, we've only told them for eight weeks, like, that's it, we're done. Like, do what you right. want at this point. Right.
1: Whenever okay, I'll yeah. keep
2: whatever edges left for myself.
1: <laughs> Whenever Warren Sharp starts twisting his mustache and getting real maniacal and showing the charts and, and going on for you know five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes about all the analytics about these players, just my my ears perk up. I fade at my own risk. Jordan Howard has been a guy I've been thinking about all week. Sharp says his he has a contrarian perspective on this. He says that John Fox is running a Tim Tebow offense uh, right now and. This is going to be one that, that, you know, he thinks Chicago is going to be able to go in there, run the football. John Fox is going to say, I don't care if we win or if we lose, we don't want Trubisky putting up the football against this, this Saints defense that has been very advantageous at, at home with how much that Marshall Lattimore has come on and how good they've been against the past there in the dome. Uh, they have, they, I don't think that they have anything that they can do in this situation. I mean, Besides, they just traded for Don, Don Trell Inman. That's how bad their wide their their wide receiver core is. They th- this is a Zach Miller, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard offense with Jordan Howard getting the vast majority of all the touches. I I think that Jordan Howard is a is a fine play this week.
2: I will be honest, I had never considered Jordan Howard before I heard this clip. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought this is a Saints route spot. I see the I see the game flow in which this works. If this game were in Chicago, I would love this spot more. I I never do want to like dispout, like spurt flaws in Sharp's logic because there are very few of our between if they even exist. But I think comparing the Saints run D on the road versus the Sun, Saints run D at home versus Trubisky in that weather spot is just. This is just a, a Trubisky and a dome. Like, if the Bears fall down 10-0, they're done. They're just done. And, like, as much as they're like, oh, we'll just run the ball and get I out mean, of there with a loss. Like, that, does, that, that team's try to win games. They're not going to throw it in, like, towel like that. Like I don't think Fox tries to win. I'm <laughs> not sure he is. I just – I love the spot for the Saints D. If I'm going to not play the Saints D, I'll probably get in some Howard because he's a nice mid-tier cheaper back that has some upside – You know, I just – I just – How many road quarterbacks go into the Saints' dome and just, like, actually play well, let alone, like, a rookie with no offensive talent around him? I just
1: uh, – Isn't that more argument for for the fact (laughs) that the staff wanted to hand it to Jordan Howard?
2: Eight in the box. Eight in the box. What's Trubisky going to do? He's going to throw. Okay. Good. But that doesn't mean Jordan Howard's not getting points. I just – I just think the Saints D at home versus the Saints D on the road is just I, – I just – I I get it. I get what he's saying. I understand it running back. Like, it, it, the Jordan Howard price tag, there's absolutely nothing. And, like, I will have – like, just out of pure respect for Sharp, I will own Jordan Howard. Let me see what you mean. He's on more it. than Christian McCaffrey. He like, is. I just – as much as Christian McCaffrey, for some reason, is not getting any carries between the tackles and isn't getting any rhythm –
1: He's looking kind of—he's—he's he's looking a little bit more puny than I thought he would.
2: I just he's looking I, a little
1: smart, a I little just, more like a Woodhead than a than a, than a Reggie Bush.
2: I just—I just think that they give him some carries. I know—I know I'm such a homer on this. But I just give right. the guy some carries. I watched him in college, just like uh, carry 50, carry 20, sweet. he would just break one. Like, just give him the shot. But like, this right. sp- is—I guess it's the Tampa D. This team is giving up. You know, what? I'm actually gonna steal it. Uh, this is from Josh ADHD. He sent this to me, and hopefully he doesn't get too mad that I share this with you all why would he get mad i don't know because he said it to me in a private slack hopefully he'll get mad he's i don't think he'll care but he won't care if he does i apologize to (laughs) i I apologize to josh he cares let me pull this up real quick here uh this is and this is passing attacks allowed the running backs here since week two so 10 targets against the bears uh eight targets against minnesota six against the giants 12 targets allowed against the patriots won the adrian peterson random game and then ten last week to the to uh, Buffalo, so if I could pencil in ten to 10, eight to ten targets for Christian McCaffrey at sixty two hundred, it's kind of a nice spot at sixty two hundred. Wind concerns, shorter passing, you know Tampa. D not the best D in the world. McCoy just went off on him last week. Stewart's limited with a toe injury. We, he will play. But we don't know how much. I mean, I like there's a lot more profit potential on McCaffrey in this spot than there is in Howard.
1: The corpse of Adrian Peterson sliced and diced these idiots.
2: That, that was different. They were without like half their guys. Like, that's a little different.
1: McCaffrey is, um, I mean, I don't think that, I mean, he's, McCaffrey's averaging 6.5 receptions per game. I don't think that there's any, I don't think there's any reason that you can, to, not to think that he's going to get, what did you say? You were hoping for uh, eight, eight, eight targets to, to solidify that floor PPR. I think that that's absolutely, I think, I, I think I would say that I would take the over on that any day. Let me see, let me see, about a prop on on McCaffrey. I think I got one in a little earlier. It's just, it's just
2: a good, it's a good game and it's, a, it's kind of a nice spot, a kind of a spread it out, throw the ball around type spot.
1: Look, let me see. Yeah, McCaffrey has a receptions prop of five and a half and an over under a rushing plus receiving of 62.5. So, so I think 12 plus 135 touchdown odds makes it more between like a kind of a 14.5
2: yeah i 14.5. just i just think there's a lot of ceiling there too like if it no, carries i just i feel like there's a lot more ways for mccaffrey to get to 20 to 25 than there is for jordan howard i feel like it's a very narrow road for jordan howard to get there and but then it's you Warren s- sharp like iris i will play jordan howard nearly because Warren <laughs> sharp could tell me to play like a guy <laughs> i've never heard of if he you yeah. went off for five or six minutes with charts i'm in like, right. <laughs> I'm in. That's it. Like, I'm just in. Like, it's the charts. So if you, so we, we if you watch, charge, yeah. if you watch those charts back, I'm like Ezekiel last week, and he's like, they will run over the right guard. And you look at that first touchdown run. Yeah. They ran it right over the right guard. Yeah. Like, right over it, seventy-five yep. yards in the end zone. The next one, right over the right guard. Like, it was incredible how right he was. It, it was basically like they basically read his stuff. How right they were. It was incredible. It was well, I told incredible.
1: Well, I told you that the Dallas Cowboys analytics department does purchase uh, products from a lot of different suppliers. Air. I wasn't right. going to
2: say that on air, but you know, yeah,
1: I'm not saying that they buy them from him, but they do buy products like, like that from a lot of folks like that. Um, so let's see um, when we're talking about those guys, like in, I just, be, be, before we kind of get into our hot takes and our big, uh, our, our big calls for the week and our bets, it sounds like we already have our bet pretty much wrapped yeah. up, but
2: you're going you're to you're cry. Well, he's uh, gonna put up a I'm gonna, I'm, I'm you're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, Thompson's gonna throw for like six and 130 and two, and you'll be like, well, not De- Deontay Thompson. God, that cool.
1: guy's worth a million really bucks tomorrow. Okay. Um, that clip ready to go.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's um, it, but talking,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, uh, talking, talking, <laughs> I just can't believe we're talking about Deontay Thompson, who was undrafted out of Florida. <laughs> Like his best season in college, he had like 500 yards. Um, all right, but anyway, let's. Uh, as far as the, um, as far as just like these mid-priced uh, runners, kind of like a McCaffrey was a little built – a little bit of built-in floor with the receptions. Have you thought at all about Alvin Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara this week to maybe it seems like Mark Ingram's going to be super chalky. Yeah, I, I like
2: Kamara. I think he's a nice he's a nice pivot. But again, like you, it, for Kamara to hit his ceiling, the Bears have to put up points. So I actually wouldn't mind like a Howard Kamara combination. Oh, the only to right. be competitive for Kamara to be getting his catches out of the backfield.
1: Okay, so if it, so, you you would prefer at at the price McCaffrey I believe is sixty two hundred, Kamara is fifty nine hundred. You are going to be taking McCaffrey there almost every day of the week. Probably. Do you know what too about now? We talk about that wind. Wouldn't that wind maybe kind of since Cam is he's been looking actually pretty good lately but he's generally been so inaccurate like maybe those low ADOT targets to Christian McCaffrey if it is super windy they could kind of go to those a little bit more
2: that's well that's what I'm saying like there's just a lot more ways for him to like mash value now can Christian McCaffrey be as lackadaisical as he's been so far this season sure um but again it's a situation where I just I think there's a lot more roads for him to be get to tournament winning value than there is for Jordan Howard
1: you always hate Julio Jones. Do you hate him this week at New York Giants?
2: Let's talk about all that—that that one drive they're down three touchdowns where he gets five catches and a freaking touchdown. I just want—did one-
1: you see that touchdown? He
2: beasted. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a Patriots game. Of course, I saw it. But... <laughs> he so beasted it. Oh, so he came out of
1: the—he came out of the fog like some kind of epic, just so primordial beast, and just snatched the football.
2: I was so mad.
1: But, but 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 I mean, do you like him this week? I mean, roster watch. We have it as our number eleven matchup for the week on the on the matchup tool. I mean, Morris Claiborne has been a little bit better this year, but I don't think he's any match for Julio
2: Jones. Uh, I mean, I, I just the weather there, you know. And uh, putting my real life hard earned dollars on Steve Sarkeesian calling smart plays just feels like a really insane thing to do. Any
1: interest? You had interest last week in Jack Doyle. I'm not sure how that I panned out like for I do like Jack you.
2: Doyle. I do like him. It's kind of like this guy is going to catch six balls for 60 yards and maybe happens to score a touchdown. I'm in good shape.
1: Well, I just keep thinking about what am I going to do if I do get in these Cincy players? If I do get Andy Dalton to A.J. Green and Cash, what could I bring it back with if I'm all... –
2: because
1: the you more and more – You can bring I'm... it
2: back with anything. That's the, that's the whole problem with the Bengals. It's like there's literally like five guys who can score a touchdown. I just – Are you – good?
1: Are you so you're not going to be as heavy on the Bengals as the field? I don't know.
2: It depends on the weather. Yeah. I, I, mean, don't, I, I don't want how about this? I don't want to be. But I again, I'm be, I'm willing to be very flexible and open-minded based on the situation that comes around.
1: We talked earlier about the Oakland side of the football and you talked about the Buffalo passing game that you're so that you're so very interested in. No interest in LaShawn McCoy, I would I would guess.
2: I don't hate him. I just think he's overpriced now at 8700. It like takes all the upside out. Like, to win a tournament, I want him to be, like, in the somehow get to 30, and I just – I think it's a very narrow road for him to get to 30. I would much rather take a guy like Muffin Gordon.
1: I mean – and then we, we haven't even talked about the highest-priced runner on the main slate, Ezekiel Elliott.
2: Um I mean, Zeke is Zeke. Do we have to announce – like, Zeke is good at football. Do we need to – do we need to analyze that?
1: Well, I mean, it's a 25% ownership. I mean, at 9,200, it seems like at 90, 90 – I mean, Zeke's good at football, but, I mean, what do you – what do you feel like you need to get from him to, to, to get, have that payoff? Do you need 30?
2: A little under 30 would be fine in tournaments. You think, What you, I mean, what do you think? 26 and a half? Yeah. If, he, if, if you told me he was going to get that, I would roster him everywhere. Like I would just, you know, so I, I think he's fine. I just, my love for Melvin Gordon is just through the roof in the spot. I, I love everything about this spot for Melvin Gordon. So I, he's the guy that I'm just going to pencilling in as my high price guy and, I hope I get another 35 point game. I, I love this spot for him, I really do.
1: And in that same game, we talked we talked about some of the other players, but on the other side, I think Chris Thompson, despite his lack of touches, is probably gonna be pretty popular. It looks like Janino has him at 12.5%. Oh, oh, you gotta
2: hold on to the ball. <laughs> that would have been an epic catch.
1: He, he, he usually does. I know. What, I was excited. I turned around. I was like, <gasps> What do you think about Chris Thompson? Are you gonna have any of them?
2: I think he's fine. It's just, I just like, he's, he's overpriced. Like, again, like, what's the turn? Like, in cash games, fine. Like, he's not going to hurt you. But, like, tournaments, like, what's the road for him to mash? It's all, it's, like, it's two touchdowns. And so, like, anytime that the value guy that I need to have is like, it's his road to getting the tournament value is two touchdowns. I like, just get queasy about it because, like, those games are so rare it's not like he's going to go out there and, you know, put up like a hot, you know, get a ton of yards and a ton of receptions. It's just like, is he going to go in this spot? Is he really going to go nine catches for 140 and a touchdown? Like, I just don't see it. So again, like I just don't really like this. I really don't like the running back guys this week. I really don't. All
1: right. So you you talked earlier about how you're paying down at quarterback. It looks like Andy Dalton is going to be the most popular option this week. Um, are you, are you looking at all at Tyrod Taylor? Love are you Tyler. looking? Love oh Taylor. yeah. Because, because you're going to pair him up with those, with those wide receivers. You and keep then, laughing, um,
2: man. You keep laughing. The person. I just I'm gonna keep having more yeah. clips for me to go to next week. It's fine. fine.
1: And then, um, and then Russell, and then, and then Russell Wilson. Um, are you, any, any interest there? 6.5 K. I mean Houston, I they, this team her. this team just walked out of the facility. Who knows where their heads are gonna be? Houston, like
2: this was our this was a Houston was gonna get blown blown up spot before all that happened. So like I'm hoping people just don't all hop on to Seattle. I love Seattle this week. I love Ball I love Baldwin and I love Russell.
1: Yeah, I was hoping he was gonna be a little was hoping he's gonna be a little bit more under the radar. It looks like Jamino has him cranked up to where he's gonna be about as popular, just I mean not as popular as Dalton boy, Dalton is going to be really heavily on this week. It's gonna take a lot. It's gonna take a lot of exposure to him to take, to get over the field in tournaments. What's he? What's he got it? Like fifteen? No, twenty. Which is a which is a lot for a. It's a lot. I've, I haven't seen Jimmy. pop one of these quarterbacks. I mean, that's 20. the
2: that's the weather fit. That's the weather factor, though. Like that's what we're talking about. Like that's what it's gonna do. That's games in a dome. Like that's a, you know, if people are building their lineups tonight and they're not gonna be around tomorrow morning, well, I can play Andy Dalton. I know he's gonna play in a dome. He won't have a weather problem.
1: All right, I won our bet last week. I I was I I came out forty percent of the snaps. Okay, came came out victorious. I told Siege that the Dallas Cowboys are a bad uh, tight end matchup. He played
2: plenty of snaps. Congratulate! Like you can't count that.
1: So uh, we'll 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 chalk that one up for AD. Um, uh, Also, I think my bold call last week was no good. I had Robert Woods for over 20 points on DK. I think, I mean, he wasn't a total bust, but I think he only had like 11. What was yours last week, Siege? I have no idea. I forgot. I don't think it was right. I don't think it was right either. (laughs) Okay. So our bet this week is we're going to go dollar for dollar, Deontay Thompson versus Josh Doxon. Uh, we, that thing was booked very, I, I love it more than you do.
2: And then, uh, And then you want want to put you want to put the you want to make it two jelly bean units, yeah, yeah, man.
1: Let's, yeah, let's put a multiplier on it. Okay, that's
2: fine. I gladly will put two jelly bean units on it. And
1: then we'll, uh, and then let's do you have any bold calls? I'm so stupid, I never think to get them done before we uh come on the show.
2: Melvin Gordon for 35
1: DK points, Melvin Gordon for 35 D. That is a hot take. I love, I can't ever make them as hot as you make them, Siege.
2: I mean, I could have gone for 30, but like, I, I love Melvin Gordon this week. I really do. <laughs> um, I think the Patriots try to take out Keenan Allen. They've had really good success trying to take out number one corners. Teams are not disciplined enough to just run the ball against the Patriots. They get in this game and they're like, oh, we have to throw now. And then the Patriots just get you to, get like, get you to play outside of your element. Like the Falcons went for a fourth down. I knew they were gonna lose the game as soon as they went for that first fourth down. In the first quarter, <laughs> I was like, the Patriots have already won the mind game. It's over. <laughs>
1: they need to hire you brother
2: oh all right right.
1: let's see speaking of the speaking of the patriots last week i'll go with a player from that game last week i will say that mohammed sanu goes for 20 points on DraftKings. there you go at the new york jets see that's a hot take i like it (laughs) there you go all we have here is hot takes we can't thank you guys Enough for joining us. So you can find all of Siege's work here on Roto Grinders. Uh, find him here on Grinders Live. And also his tournament tactics package is available now for NFL and NBA. Also in season four MLB. I an actual, I've been a user of the NBA tournament tactics package. I can't tell you guys enough. It's, it's, a, it's an easy way to print cash. So go and give that a look. My name is Alex Dunlap. You can find all of my work at rosterwatch.com with a pro membership. Again, you can hear me tonight on SiriusXM. Fantasy Sports Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. A lot of DFS talk. Tomorrow morning, a ton more DFS talk, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern for the game day edition. So, for Siege, I am Alex Dunlap. This has been the DFS Weekly Roundup. We are getting the hell out of here.